Transmitting from the Mojave Wilderness in Joshua Tree, California, now is the time for Desert Oracle Radio, the voice of the desert. Night has fallen on the desert. Friends, Do you have the feeling lately that it's all going to hell? Not just in a matter of speaking, but in the real sense. The real sense that our reality is dropping into the underworld, the lower realm. The very real sense that the shaky reality we call the real world is entirely within the devil's sway. Well, it's not just you. If, like, many of us, you're not seeing a lot of your fellow humans during this time of crisis. Crisis and collapse. Sometimes it can be hard to tell what's real and what's not. Sometimes it can be hard to tell the difference between what you may have considered part of physical reality and what's just a string of nonsense text characters on your phone. Sometimes the string of misspelled text and excess exclamation marks was the only part that was real. Sure, there are miles-long lines outside the depleted food banks. Sure, there are tens of millions of children and young adults forced to sit inside watching a frozen computer screen because the adults don't know how to work any of this stuff. It's all taking place in bits of nonsense on the phone or the laptop or the TV screen. Until one or more of the four horsemen shows up in that suburban tract too. This when the ice storm comes, or the fire storm, the flood, the earthquake, when the power goes out, the leaking toilets freeze and burst apart. Oh, there's not even going to be Zoom school today. 
Because not even the electrical grid works anymore. The hurricanes barrel in and the water's four feet high and rising. The drought settles over the west. And the taps run dry. They might even have to stop flooding the golf course every afternoon. Taking a slow and sort of uninspired walk through some boulders and Joshua trees. The dog and I both heard the coyotes start up their singing. And the dog was real excited and making a circle around me, a magic circle of protection, I guess. I just stood there listening for a while. And I thought, you know what? Come and get me. Eat me if you have to. If those are the rules and the rules can't be bent. But maybe I could just sort of join up. Work the night shift with the Coyote family on the fun and adventure. Just about the only souls having any fun around here lately. Everybody else is nervous and depressed and maybe about to go extra violent. But you listen to the coyotes and there it is. That's life. Not life according to what the people say, but life as it was once lived by all of us. Hunting, exploring, socializing, singing at nightfall, a life of romance and adventure and beauty. An age of incremental horror transparent posturing on all sides. The last wide wave of humanity splayed out before the blessed coming of the population reversal. The crisis continues, nothing ever happens. Over the past year of global incompetence and easy pickings by a handful of billionaires who are to the last simple-minded, basic morons who were born to easy living and learned exactly one thing from it. Nobody's in charge, so why not take it all? Dumb mobs doing a stunt here or there. 
the every day of the decade past. It finally became the whole of human discourse, the entire spectrum of communication and public thought. Of course, there's more, and we are hopefully aware of it. Hopefully making good use of the quiet world. Sometimes I'll hear from somebody online, and they'll say, why do you even go online? And answer one is, I'm stuck like everybody else. I suppose I could get a covered wagon and some magicians and clowns and travel the back roads doing medicine shows. But for what audience? So we must make use of the dirty tools of the time. Podcasts and emails and text messages and music downloads. But all the email is bad, isn't it? Has there ever been anything so deflating to the soul? of the will to live. Out of habit, you turn on the machine and you trip the email. Thank you for your payment. Your payment is due in seven days. Your new insurance cards are closed. Were you satisfied with your car service? We appreciate your five-star review. And then mixed amongst the robo-mail, some bespoke scams and insults and domestic problems, the usual. bourbon 
something good on the radio or the record player. A single light bulb fixture over the little kitchen table. Tap, 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 and when you hear me typing, that means I'm having fun. Finally, books open all around, the windows crack to the quiet night outside. Eventually, I don't know when and I don't know who is to blame, maybe nobody. But eventually, those long romantic emails and international letters came to an end. I still make the effort now and again, but the replies are few and terse and uninspired. sentences as the old and infirm. Maybe more so. A talented journalist friend of mine, they do exist, not even 30 years old, told me once by text message that he was intimidated by a blank screen. And so he did not write letters, although he had much to say and much on his mind. We are in an age when the word has faded. Some of us believe it will rise again, but probably in the spoken way first. And I don't mean three dudes shooting the breeze about Star Wars or Bernie Sanders or whatever and posting the results so other people can feel a little less alone overhearing a random conversation. That is useful in these times, but nobody's pretending it's a story. A tale of philosophical monologue. Etc. Maybe once we're out, those of us who ever come out, because you know quite a few comfortable people who never much like society anyway are never leaving home again. You know that, right? You hear them already saying how we never again walk in the fresh air under God's blue sky without a double mask and a double bag. How we will never enjoy feasting and boozing in public again. How we will never do anything that these people never liked in the first place. Anyway, once those of us who come out of our holes go ahead and come out, Maybe around Thanksgiving. 
perhaps we will learn again the beauty of deep conversation in person, of telling strange stories around the fire, of long walks with friends in the deep green of springtime, talking poetry and religion, and those other blessed parts of civilization. Ken, it's kind of like synchronicity, you know? It's it, not the Grammy-winning album from 1983 that brought the police to mainstream acceptance. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about synchronicity. The idea, the Carl Union idea of uh, events uh, happening, uh, synchronized around the world, seeing things that would normally, uh, you would think, would not have any connection at all, occur at the same times and uh, reinforce each other to, uh, you know, I don't know enough about synchronicity to really go on this thing. It's been a while. Let's open up the Desert Oracle mailbag. In fact, let's not open it up because I've got this one sitting on top. From Dave McAdam up in Gamma Gulch. Dear Desert Oracle, I believe the following topic would be ideal for a future edition of your fine publication. Back in the summer of 1984, my friend Mike Ward and I were hiking Horse Canyon in what is now the Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument. At one point, we came upon a small, rough cabin. We pushed the door open and quickly understood that it was used by seasonal cowboys, keeping track of their small, scattered herds of cattle, trying to fatten up on the limited desert grasses. Inside, we found the expected items for such an enterprise. Some cheap pots and pans and utensils. Half a can of coffee. Two rustic wooden beds with thin blankets, etc. One item we did not expect to find is displayed by Mike in the attached photos. A large paper grocery sack that had been carefully modified for something other than hauling food. Neatly drawn on the bag were the key features of a woman's head, eyes with big eyelashes and eyebrows a little nose, and more prominently, a large ruby-red mouth. We noticed immediately that the mouth had been cut out, and at the bottom of the bag appeared the name Martha. Listen, Dave, this is a family program. I think I've 
mentioned to you once or twice. Under the strict rules of the federal, whatever they call it, that only non-elected members of the government have to follow, so I'm in that category. So I'm going to have to end your letter there. Thanks for sending in your story and for sending in these terrible, terrible pictures. Let's do a few more postcards. This one, well, let's see. It's uh, some desert mountains at sunset. Very pretty. Twin buttes, apparently. Uh, postmark San Bernardino. Dear Ken, do you have any stories about California City? I'd love to hear them or help contribute. Caroline in California City. That's an interesting place. There's a good podcast that is dedicated to that subject. It's called California City. You can just get it wherever you get a podcast. It's finished now, but it goes into the whole history. Now, I do not agree with the central premise of the podcast, which is fine. It's not mine. I didn't make it. But I don't see the place as a failure. I see the place as something that just hasn't been fully realized yet. But one day... And probably not that far away now that living in the desert with some space and some air around you is so desirable. Maybe after the spaceships start coming and going, once Southwest is flying to the moon, gotta get away. That's right there by the Mojave Spaceport, you know? Some interesting California trivia from the early golden days of California City. Is that the original captain of the Starship Enterprise in the pilot episode of the TV show Star Trek in the 1960s. Captain Pike, I believe. Well, according to his fictional biography, he was from Mojave, California. Let's see, this one is from Saratoga Springs. Saratoga Springs, New York. Beautiful scene. I found your podcast randomly at the onset of the pandemic in 2020. 
Listening to your variety of mysterious and strange tales provided a perfect distraction from the daily apocalyptic news. I look forward to many more podcasts, field guides, and books. Stay weird. Sean. Thank you, Sean. You stay weird, too. That's a, that's a magic land up there where you live. If that's where you live, Saratoga Springs. And then a uh, uh, season's greetings from the California Desert Studies Consortium. Have a safe and happy holidays from the Desert Studies Center as Isaacs. From Brock, Jason, and Anna. From Amboy to Zizek's and across the Great Mojave Wilderness, you've been listening to Desert Oracle Radio. We broadcast from Joshua Tree, gateway to the Great Mojave Wilderness, as I call it. On KCDZ 107.7 FM, Friday nights at 10 p.m., At various times on our makeshift network of participating community radio stations from coast to coast. If you work at a, or volunteer at a community radio station, did you know you can have Desert Oracle Radio on that station? Write us at radio at desertoracle.com. And wherever you are, we're on your podcast player. Desert Oracle Radio. I am required to mention that our hardcover book, Desert Oracle Volume 1, is available everywhere online. I mean, you can order it from Walmart. Isn't that an outrage? And you can find it on the shelves of many fine bookstores. So if you're lucky enough to have a local bookshop, why not drop by and give them your business? Soundscapes on tonight's show composed and performed by Joshua Tree's own Red, Blue, Black, Silver. And you can find a lot more of this sort of thing by visiting Red, Blue, Black, Silver on the internet. While such things are still allowed. Thanks, as always, to our friends who support this show on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Desert Oracle. Thanks for being there for our magazine, our book, the things we make for your enjoyment. I know it's colder than a witch's internal parts in much of the country right now, but it's getting nice in the Mojave, you know? So hang in there. Green shoots are appearing in reality. Thanks for spending some time with us. Good night from the Voice of the Desert. <laughs>